So the good news is there's a bunch of pretty nutritious, super quick, and most importantly, delicious meals you can make when you're feeling lazy. And in fact, having that lazy meal every now and again is a great way to give yourself a break to alleviate some of that guilt that you might be carrying about not eating healthy more often, while also creating a positive relationship with food and ultimately yourself. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. I hope that you guys enjoyed last week's encore episode of how to deal with seasonal affective disorder. So at the time that you're listening to this episode, it is now daylight savings time. So you would have fallen back and gotten that extra hour, but you might be noticing it's a little bit darker in the morning. So if that's you, you're finding a hard time getting out of bed, maybe your energy levels aren't there, uh, head to my website and just check out my three-part energy series. And there's a few different recipes in there uh, with some ingredients for you guys to help you boost your energy levels. All right, so let's get into today's episode. I got a confession, y'all. I don't always love to cook. Now, most nutrition experts will never admit this and will have you thinking that they eat healthy all day, every day and that they always have their meals prepped. But let me let you in on a secret. They don't, and I don't. (laughs) So this week, I'm pulling back the curtain on what I eat and what you can eat too when you're just too damn lazy to cook. Because hey, life happens, right? You get home from work, or maybe you just waddle over to your couch from your dining room table, because most of us are working from home these days anyways. And then maybe, just maybe when you're sitting on the couch, catching up on squid games on Netflix, you start thinking about dinner. Okay. But sometimes you just can't be bothered to spend even 30 minutes cooking a meal. And I get it. It's moments like these when you probably cave in or maybe you order in, or if you're like me, maybe you order pizza. But if you're trying to keep things healthy-ish, what else is there to eat? So the good news is there's a bunch of pretty nutritious, super quick, and most importantly, delicious meals you can make when you're feeling lazy. And in fact, having that lazy meal every now and again is a great way to give yourself a break, to alleviate some of that guilt that you might be carrying about not eating healthy more often, while also creating a positive relationship with food and ultimately yourself. And I do feel like your relationship with yourself and your relationship with food are very closely intertwined, but more on that in the future. So first of all, there is no such thing as perfection, okay, or eating healthy all the time. Again, I don't even do it, okay? So that is an unattainable goal. So give yourself permission to release that right now. Go ahead. I'll wait while you do that. (laughs) Now, when we place pressure on ourselves to meal prep religiously, right, that may result in you feeling overwhelmed and may even cause you to give up 
or not even start to begin with. But I want you to remember that something is better than nothing when it comes to meal prep. So give yourself some grace. Okay. So, all right. So that's enough preamble. Let's get into it, shall we? So here are five things that you can make when you are too lazy to cook. Number one, a stir fry. Okay. This is hands down one of the easiest and most nutritious meals you can make because it's easy to pack in a lot of nutrients and also clean out your fridge with veggies that might be dying a slow death in your refrigerator. And it happens. All right. You probably have some zucchini right now in the back of your fridge that's just wilting away. (laughs) Or maybe that's just me. You can make a stir fry in minutes and they're pretty hard to screw up. Okay. So just toss some chicken or some tofu in a pan. All right. Let that brown for a little bit and then add your favorite veggies. So a great idea, if you're even, you know, if you don't even feel like chopping the veggies, okay, a great idea is just to keep some mixed frozen veggies in the freezer to make this even easier. I usually have like a bag or two in my freezer. I have like an Asian vegetable mix that I always have in my freezer so I can just kind of whip together stir fries really easily. Okay. I also might cook up like a batch of brown rice or quinoa at the start of the week, just so that I can add a protein to it and just call it a day. Okay. So on your Sunday or whatever day you have off or whatever day you have some free time. Okay. Just make a batch of like quinoa or wild rice or some brown rice. And that way, at least you'll kind of be halfway there when it comes to making a meal later on in the week when you're really lazy. Okay. Now, um, the secret to a yummy stir fry is in that dressing, baby. Okay, so my favorite combo is tamari, okay, which is um, soy free, or you can use soy sauce as well. Sesame oil, rice vinegar, okay, and rice vinegar, that is a key staple that you should have in your kitchen at all times, okay? Rice vinegar, you can use that in stir fries, you can use that in marinades, um, you can also use it in salad dressings as well, okay? You also, you always need that acid when you're cooking food. Now I'm getting a little bit too n- nitty gritty. <laughs> promise I was gonna keep this easy, but I always like to add like a little bit of acid to my food because I just find it kind of um, brings all of the other flavors in the dish together, okay? So I might put in there some ginger as well, okay? You can use fresh ginger, or again, if you're lazy, just use the powdered ginger, all right? Um, And a sprinkle of chili flakes, done like dinner. All right, so the next one is breakfast for dinner, okay? Now, I don't know about you, but I could eat breakfast every day and every meal of every day. (laughs) I love me some breakfast food, all right? So with breakfast, we have a few options here. The first one is an omelet. Now, come on, guys, this is low hanging fruit here. And don't be like my husband and act like you don't know how to make an omelet. Okay, now don't tell him I said this. I should probably speak a little bit lower so he doesn't hear that. (laughs) All right, so an omelet, okay? An omelet, this is similar to the stir fry situation. Just use whatever veggies you have in your fridge. My favorite combo is red onion, bell peppers, okay? Bell peppers, you're gonna get that vitamin C in there as well, okay? So that's really crucial this time of the year. So this is like fall heading into winter, right? So we always wanna add in those foods that's gonna help to support our immunity. So bell peppers, because it's a great source of vitamin C, is one of those foods, okay? So we got the the red onion, we got the bell peppers in there. Oh, we gotta have to have the mushrooms, okay? Mushrooms, mushrooms, and more mushrooms. I love me some mushrooms. These are always in my fridge, y'all, always. Um, and spinach, all right? Might add in a sprinkle of cheese if the mood calls for it, okay? Um, but if you want to do like a grand slam breakfast sort of thing, you can make some sweet potato hash browns to go along with that, all right? So just dice up some sweet potatoes, toss it in some olive oil, a pinch of salt, pop it in the oven and roast it and done, okay? So that's another simple, really easy dinner. Shakshuka, all right? 
This is one of my favorite brunch recipes. Now, I whipped this one up on the TV show City Line, if you caught that episode. It was a smoky shakshuka. Now, if you missed it, I'll link it in the show notes below for you. So make sure to go check out that recipe. This is another one pan situation, okay? Just like the omelet, just like the stir fry, the shakshuka is another one pan situation, okay? Now, I know it kind of probably sounds kind of maybe bougie, okay? Maybe it looks or maybe it looks a little bit complicated, but it really is a lot easier than you think, all right? Now, eggs. Eggs are a really great source of protein, and protein can reduce levels of ghrelin, okay? So ghrelin is that hunger hormone. That's gonna help to curb cravings and also help with supporting weight management as well, okay? So if you have that, you might have a little bit fewer cravings in the evening for that little midnight snack or that little sweet snack that you always like to have before you go to bed. I see you, okay? Now, shakshuka is a healthy, easy breakfast recipe that's popular in North Africa and also parts of the Middle East. Um, so just add some onions. So this is what you do. You get a pan, okay? You're going to add some, whatever your oil is that you like to use, okay? Add the onion, garlic, and bell peppers to the hot pan. Then you want to toss in whatever your favorite spices are. I like smoked, pa- um, smoked paprika. I use that in everything. Um, and cumin. Then you want to add in a can of tomatoes, all right? Um, and then some spinach, just to get those greens in, all right? So tomatoes are rich in phytonutrients that are effective for helping to lower inflammation and also help to slow down age-related diseases like heart disease, um, you know, cancer, diabetes, arthritis, and, you know, also minimizing your cognitive decline as well. Now, tomatoes may also be great for eye health since they have um, a protective compound called lutein. And lutein may protect the eye's retina that we need for healthy vision. Now, this is really important. I've been talking a little bit. I talked about this on City Line for a few episodes. Um, I've been talking about this a little bit more. Eating those foods that help to support your eye health. The reason why is simple. Think about it, right? We're staring at our screens more so than ever before. Like we were always, you know, glued to our screens before the whole, you know, unprecedented times, right? But now we're spending more hours on our computer. We're spending more hours on our phone, right? We're always in these Zoom meetings. We're not really, you know, getting our eyeballs off of those screens as much as we used to. So it's really important that we're eating these foods to help to support our, you know, healthy vision and our eye health. As for spinach, okay, greens are the ultimate superfood. So I try to tuck in those greens in anywhere I can, whether it's my morning smoothie, whether it's in the shakshuka or a stir fry or my omelet, I'm always trying to tuck in those greens, okay? Now recipes like this shakshuka make it really easy to tuck in those greens, okay? And again, you're gonna get those immune supportive vitamins that are really important at this time of the year in those greens. So like vitamin A and vitamin C. Okay, so you got your whole little, you know, situation in your pan, right? We got the onions, we got the bell peppers, we got those tomatoes, they're all bubbling up, your house is smelling amazing, right? You're starting to salivate. Now you want to crack in those eggs. Okay, so cracking those eggs, I usually just make like a few little kind of like dents in the mixture. Okay, so maybe depending on how many eggs you want to throw in there, it's almost kind of like a little well or like a little hole. Okay, and then you want to crack the egg right in there. And then you want to cover the pan. And just cook it until the eggs are done to your liking. Usually like anywhere from like five to like eight minutes. I like my eggs just a little bit more well done. I'm not really a fan of the whole runny egg situation. I might do a post about this on Instagram to see like, do you like your eggs runny or do you like them more firm? (laughs) I'm team firm. I don't really like the runny eggs. Okay. So again, just cover that pan, just cook it to your um, eggs to your liking, maybe about five to eight minutes. All right. Now, eggs are also a really great source of choline, and this is a really important micronutrient that can be beneficial for brain function. Now, I was able to whip up this shakshuka in a six minute TV segment, guys. All right. So no excuses. All right. So next one is 
oatmeal. This is your next breakfast food. I think I, this is the last breakfast food I have for you. Okay, so oatmeal. So now it really doesn't get much simpler than this. So if you can't whip up a bowl of oatmeal, I don't really know what to tell you, boo. <laughs> now I also suggest adding in a scoop of protein. Right, so just adding whatever your favorite protein powder is so that you get some extra protein. Um, I'm really digging plant-based proteins. I've stopped um, eating whey proteins uh, quite a while ago now, just, you know, personal preference. Um, so I just, you know, might add in a scoop of protein in there so you get some of that extra protein. And since protein flour can actually taste a little bit chalky in oatmeal, that's why I usually add about half of a banana into the oatmeal when I'm cooking it, which disguises that taste a little bit. Okay, so you want to put, I usually put the banana in when the oatmeal is cooking. And then when the oatmeal is done cooking, that's when I add in that protein powder. Okay, Um, so I do that. You can also add in your favorite nut butter. Okay, so like almond butter, for example, and that's going to give it a more of a creamier vibe as well. Both the bananas and the almond butter will make your oatmeal taste a little bit more creamy, a little bit more indulgent. Okay, man, I want a bowl of oatmeal right now so bad. Um, If it's the fall, right, which it is now, the time of this episode, I might pop in a little bit of pumpkin, right? So I might just take like a couple tablespoons of pumpkin, um, just, you know, pumpkin puree, not pumpkin pie, right? You want like the, just the pure pumpkin, just uh, toss in a couple tablespoons of that to finish it off. Um, And then actually, no, just to finish it off, actually, what I might do is I might add in some, some seeds, all right, and some nuts. So maybe like hemp seeds, chia seeds, um, flax seeds, that sort of thing. And then it kind of looks like, you know, nature's confetti, if you want (laughs) to think about it that way. And it's also going to give your oatmeal a nice crunch as well. Now, if you like that idea of pumpkin pie oatmeal, you might want to check out my Eat Cheap, Live Good meal plan guide. Okay, so that recipe, the pumpkin pie oatmeal, that recipe is in there as well as plenty of others that will help you to take the stress and the guesswork out of meal planning. So in Eat Cheap, Live Good, you'll have seven days of simple, cheap and nourishing meals. You'll also get my complete meal prep schedule that will save you time in the kitchen. I kind of tell you step-by-step exactly what to prep and when, what's going to keep in the fridge for how long. All these questions that people always ask me, how long can I keep this in the fridge? If I prep this, when should I eat it by? So it's like step-by-step and eat sheep, live good. I tell you exactly how to meal prep. Okay. So this is really going to help you to get into that groove. If you have a hard time, you know, planning those meals at the start of your week or just planning meals period. This is really going to help you to get into that groove. Okay. Now guys, just for my listeners, I'm going to give you a special discount for a limited time. If you use the code M Y B show, because that's mind your body, right? So M Y B show at checkout. So I'll pop a link in the show notes along with the discount code. So you can check it out. But again, that code is M Y B show. Okay. So use that at checkout. Now, I actually like the idea of oats before bed. Okay. And here's why. Oats contain tryptophan, an amino acid the brain converts into serotonin, which relaxes the body before falling asleep. Your brain needs tryptophan to make serotonin. That's a neurotransmitter that makes us feel good. So it's important to get enough of it for good mood and good sleep. Oats are also rich in melatonin, which relaxes your body and helps you to drift away to sleep. The next one is pasta. Okay. I think this is the one that we turn to a lot when we're lazy. All right. But I want to encourage you to experiment with different types of pasta, like lentil pasta. Okay. So I like a nice red lentil pasta or chickpea pasta. 
Okay, I'm really digging chickpea pasta. As to where to find these, you can either find them at your local health food store. I live in Toronto, Ontario, okay, in Canada. What up to my Canadians out there? So I actually find these pastas in bulk form. So I might just go to bulk barn and just get a couple scoops of this pasta. That's where I actually get the red lentil pasta, okay? Um, again, the chickpea pasta is really, really good. I can't say enough good things about it. Like when you're eating that pasta, you don't actually miss real pasta. You think you're eating like the real thing, all right? The reason why you might want to switch it around is because pasta, okay, first of all, let's start with the pasta, okay? So pasta is usually refined, right? So it's usually like a white flour, you know, everything good is stripped of it. So that's probably going to raise your blood sugar a little bit more, okay? So if you eat something like a red lentil pasta or a chickpea pasta, you have more of that fiber in there that's going to slow down your blood sugar levels. It's just going to keep your blood sugar levels more stable, okay? So I really want you to experiment with using other types of pasta, all right. So now, in addition to, you know, switching up the type of pasta, I also want to encourage you to swap out your pasta sauce since pasta sauce is one of the top sneaky sugar sources. OK, and actually just going back to the, the pasta for a minute, the chickpea pasta, if you do have a little bit more time, you might want to make my chickpea pasta mac and cheese mock. Look at me, mock and cheese. <laughs> I could edit this out, but I'm not going to because I haven't had my coffee yet. So I'm tripping right now. Okay, so you might want to make the chickpea pasta mac and cheese, not mac and cheese. <laughs> Actually, it is kind of mac and cheese because it's not really real cheese, right? That would be a good new name. What do you guys think? Mac and cheese, right? When it's not real cheese. So I, what I use in there, and I'll just give you like a quick synopsis of what that recipe is all about. So for the cheese sauce, I actually use butternut squash. I mixed it with a little bit of nutritional yeast and a few other special herbs and spices, okay? It tastes exactly like a creamy, velvety, cheesy sauce. It is so good, all right? So make sure to check that out. Like I said, if you have a little bit more time, it's not gonna take you a long, long, long time to make. You won't be slaving away at the stove, but it will take a little bit more time than some of the other recipes I'm mentioning. So I'll drop a link in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. All right, so let's switch back to pasta sauce for a second, okay? Because pasta sauce is one of the top sneaky sugar sources, okay? And I, I might have talked about this somewhere on the podcast. I definitely will be talking about this more in the future. Um, but there's a lot of different foods that... Um, we don't realize have sugar in them. Okay, so pasta sauce is definitely one of them. Ketchup is one. Crackers, even though crackers are salty, there's definitely sugar in there. So again, I always want to encourage you guys to take a look at those food labels. If you see sugar in the first three ingredients, it has a high amount of sugar. So you might just want to leave it on the shelf and just grab something else. Okay, so in terms of pasta sauces, if you want to make your own at home, the easiest one to whip up would be pesto. OK, so you got to dust up that food processor or blender. Right. You want to add in some basil, right, some some fresh basil leaves, some walnuts, um, maybe a garlic clove or two, lemon juice and olive oil. OK, and you might want to add in some Parmesan cheese, too. All right. So you just want to just whir that together in your food processor and then just toss your pasta in it. Done. Okay, that's such a simple, easy sauce. And that sauce might actually be good to make ahead um, because you can just store that in the fridge for a few days. All right. And then again, when you want to make your pasta, all you got to do is just pull out your prepared pasta sauce and then boom, like you have your pasta. Okay. Garlic bread, that is optional. All right. I, true confession, I love me some garlic bread. Garlic bread is my weakness. Okay. But anyways, enough on that. All right. So the last one I got for you guys is um, salad with rotisserie chicken. 
I've done this one more times than I can count. So on your way home, pop into the supermarket and grab yourself a rotisserie chicken. Okay. Shred that up and then add it to a large green salad with some tomatoes. Okay. I love sun-dried tomatoes. All right. So I'll add in some uh, sun-dried tomatoes, some cucumbers, some olives, um, you know, toss in some olive oil and some balsamic vinegar as well. Okay. So I usually just get like a salad mix that has like spinach and a few other things in it. So easy, so good, so nutritious. And again, this is a great way to squeeze in those greens for the day, right? Now use your leftover rotisserie chicken because you probably will have some leftover, right? So use it to make soup, okay? You can use it to make a soup. You can use it to make a sandwich. Um, Lately, I'm also digging a salad with smoked salmon, okay? This is my jam lately. So I usually just buy the smoked salmon in the freezer section, And then I'll keep that in my fridge for the week. And then I'll just add that into my salad, right? It's much easier than canned salmon because all I got to do is just open the package, get my fork and just, you know, take out a few pieces of salmon versus, you know, opening the can. Opening the can is not hard. But again, this just makes it so much easier for me to throw a salad together because sometimes I'm in back-to-back meetings with clients. I might be doing a TV segment. I might be doing a speaking segment. um, And I just don't have enough time to make meals. So I can just open the package, just take my fork and just take out some of that smoked salmon and just top it right onto my salad. Okay. And I also find it easier than the canned salmon because canned salmon, um, a lot of times has bones in it. You got to pick out the bones. You can buy the canned salmon without the bones in it, but That one's a little bit more expensive. So I just like the the smoked salmon. It tastes better. It's just easier and faster. Okay. Again, I'm always about doing things that are like easier, faster, but still tasty. And like smoked salmon checks all those boxes. Right. Now I talked about this back in episode 60, um, but you know, the best vitamins for mental health, but salmon is a really, really great source of those omega-3 fatty acids and adequate levels of omega-3 fatty acids provide anti-inflammatory benefits to your brain, resulting in less stress and anxiety. Additionally, the areas of the world that report the lowest rates of depression and mood disorders eat the most fish, which is high in omega-3s. Regarding anxiety, research shows that people experiencing the most anxiety tend to have the lowest levels of omega-3 fatty acids in their bodies. I would love to hear which one of these lazy meals you'll whip up. Find me on Instagram. I'm at trudyestone.com and tag me on your recipe. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.